This is the Servers Radio Network. Is it my turn? Is it my turn? It's your turn, Larry. We want to welcome everybody to a server's journey with Rocky DeStefano. You know, the program is built on that someone's leading something or someone, and thus it's called a server's journey. That's right. Larry, thanks again for introducing us and for being here. Uh, As Larry mentioned, all of us are on a journey, and uh, we really want to help you become a better leader. And today, Larry, again, we're going to kind of talk about, it's part two with Wilson Wallace, who um, has been a longtime foster parent, and we've got some more adventure waiting uh, to hear about. And you know, you you, you call him Wally. I mean, I do. I slip and nickname. call him Wally. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And you had me all confused there when we were getting ready to do these programs because I didn't know who we were talking about. Well, his distinguished name, his is, God-given name, is Wilson Wallace. Well, yeah, and we call him Wally. Oh, Wally, not oh. sure why. Oh, well. But and last week he talked about being a foster parent. That's right for twenty one years. For twenty one years, yeah. can you imagine the a number of lives that were changed yeah. in, in that time? It's it's pretty incredible. I how, mean, how many kids did they have at a time? Six or twelve? So the house actually held thirteen, but he didn't have thirteen all the time. But I, I bet they helped hundreds of kids. And think of the life. lives that were changed. Absolutely. Wow. Speaking about lives that were changed, Larry. Yes. We want to talk, remind our listeners about Paper for Water. It's a great story. They can find all about um, the Paper for Water organization on our website, aserversjourney.com. And they can hear the uh, the episode, which was August 28th, if they'd want to go back and yeah. listen to Catherine Adams tell about it. And we've partnered with them, and it's one of the rare times that we will say donate to a great cause. Right. And they, actually, the the two girls started this paper to water, and they've raised over one point five million dollars yeah. to to help uh, two hundred water projects. That's right, in twenty countries, including America, which I found to be shocking that even in America we still have um, places without water. But they have fundamentally changed the lives of over sixty five thousand people in the that, world. That is fantastic. That's what this program's about too, is That's helping right. people's lives to be changed. These two girls were definitely servant leaders. So check out their story on our website at observersjourney.com and you can find out more about them. And as Rocky said, please donate. There's a donate button on our website, which we don't put up all the time, but no. for this we partnered with them. And, and speaking of our website, we want to really thank ACS Creative. Um, when it comes to creating a website, it pays to go to the pro. They did a great job on ours. And they do brochures, logos, direct mail, ad campaigns, and websites. And they don't play games with your money. They get to know really you, important. and they don't play games with your money. That's ACS Creative. That's uh, my favorite part leadership. of the show, Larry. <laughs> You like the music? I I do. I I like everything about epic moments in leadership. Okay, well, we've got a wild one today for you. So, Larry, talk about the headline here. Well, you know, there was a survey done, and the the survey said, if I could find it on my script. Well, the headline was, bosses have no idea what we do on a daily basis. Yeah, and I was wondering about that because you owning two different restaurants and hundreds of people that are working for you. Is it true that they, the employees, you know, they think you don't know what's going on? I think they're probably right in that, in that there are some things that I no longer have any idea about, but I, you know, thankfully Chick-fil-A is, 
you know, a restaurant. So I have a pretty good idea of what they're doing. But one of the good things about your restaurant and you and Chick-fil-A is you, as a owner operator, what you are, you have to be involved in it. You can't other major franchises, guys going and buy the franchise and never put their hand in it. Right. Right. I mean, they, they don't know. They just say, Oh, there's a money thing. You know? Well, and I hope that this uh, um, would lead to a different result from a survey in our store because this survey found that employees um, thought that bosses had no idea what they really did on a daily uh, basis. Mm -hmm. Um, In fact, um, one in three employee felt like their managers were totally oblivious about the jobs that they do. Well, sometimes I can see that. I mean, (laughs) you, you managers, you have so many things to think about. And it's that day-to-day operation yes. that that uh, that gets us mundane, as we call it. But it's don't the, be that kind of boss. It's the thing that makes things happen. Yeah, That's right. don't forget to make the main thing the main thing, right? So I think we need. To, it's time for us to get into the meat of this program. What do All you right. say? Yeah, I agree with you. And you know, this episode we're going to really find out about. Um, you know, we talked in depth about his his 21 years as a foster parent but today we're going to talk about um, why he ended his time with Windshape and what was next for him so talk about um, you know because saying that you were a foster parent for 21 years it it means that you're not anymore talk about um, what happened to kind of end your time with uh, Windshape and kind of the new opportunity that God's provided for you well, uh, you know, Windshape, the, the time was for us, it was really time for us to, to go. And, and they um, they decided to, you know, I think shorten the program a little bit to, to I think to, I really don't know all the reasoning, but it was just a, a time for our home to, to be um, to be closed. And um, I don't know all the, you know, the details. Right. But you, def- you definitely felt like it was you know, spiritually, it was a time for you guys to move on. It, definitely. And it was really, God was really at work. Um, in June of 2017, uh, we were on vacation here in St. John. And this was kind of like our favorite little spot on the planet that we would come uh, to every few years. And Rob and I had this feeling, we, we just couldn't shake it. We really felt like God was calling us. St. John, and it doesn't make sense because, you know, ministry salary is not uh, a phenomenal uh, base salary, and but it, and then it's expensive to, to live here. But we really just couldn't shake this calling to to, to move here to be a part of St. John. So now, and what so, somebody doesn't know about you, but they will because we're going to get a picture and put it up on your on on our website to. I don't picture Wally and the beach together because <laughs> Wally is quite possibly the whitest human being on earth. Is that fair to say? I mean, you know, he, it is very fair to say. he burns very easy, very fair skinned. Um, so I'm intrigued that um, God, of course, has a sense of humor and, um, you know, brought you all the way to a, a very hot, uh, very oh. tropical climate. So, yes, he does. Well, we, it was June of 2017. We were on vacation. We really felt called to be here. It didn't make sense, but we just started. And and my prayer was, um, I said, Lord, you lead, we'll follow. 
it doesn't make sense that you you make it happen. And and so that was our heart. And um, in August of 2017, uh, we left Winshade. And uh, and so then right after that, the storms came, um, Irma and Maria, and it decimated the island. Well, we thought, well, maybe we missed it or um, but I, I reached out to a pastor on island, a uh, pastor of Freshwater Church, and he said, you know, you can't come yet. There's not, there's no places to live. And so we were going to try to come in October, November, and he said, you can't, it's not ready. And so we just started praying, and we really felt that we were supposed to be here. It, it was a leap of faith. We put our... Uh, things on a, a boat, our, our belongings were on a boat, our Jeep was on a boat, because you need a, a Jeep here. And uh, so we set sail for, uh, or the, our stuff set sail, we flew down and stayed for a week. And during that week, we found a place to live. And then uh, our, our car, our Jeep made it, our things made it, and moved it into our apartment. And then Robin went back for a couple of weeks, came back with Lily. And May of 2018, um, May of, we've been here. So it's been a year and a half. Which is, it's been a very fast year and a half. I know when you mentioned to us, and you mentioned Steve and and a few of us from college, when you told us that you were considering um, this big move, to be honest, I, I didn't know how to feel. I, I was a little bit skeptical of, wow, I mean, that's a huge move. It's something that um, they've never done and it's uh, pretty far away from Atlanta. Um, and I can't believe it's already been well over a year. It, you know, we had to pray and we had to really make sure that we weren't manufacturing this. Right. And we wanted to make sure that we were doing what God wanted us to do. And if God calls you to something, um, He'll make it happen, and we wanted to make sure that he got the credit because it doesn't make sense for us to be here. Um, but God opened doors, and and we talked to people on island that things like we found finding an apartment in one day just doesn't happen here, right? And because uh, long term housing is really hard to find, it is a beautiful place to live, but it's really expensive grocery wise. And but we wanted to make sure too that we weren't. Um, kind of running away and escaping. Um, but as we got here, there are a lot of needs here on the island, and uh, we know we're right where God has called us to be. Yes, yes. So talk about, because um, I know that, you know, it's hard to, uh, you know, when, when you hear from God, there's always doubts of whether, like you said, you're manufacturing it or whether it's really God's voice. Um, has there been any uh, things that have kind of happened that you've realized, no, this was what God had for us? Because I know that you are um, actively uh, teaching and being and, and, and on staff of a church, and you're also mm-hmm. at a school, too. Yeah, we, uh, it was, I, I met with the, the pastor um, of John Hill. He's the pastor of Freshwater Church. And as we started to meet, he started to share with me some of the prayers that they had been praying as a church. And they were praying for a like-minded man to come and, and join the church, to be a part of the church, and ultimately be a, an elder, be a co-pastor. Wow. 
And um, and I wasn't seeking that. And But he showed me that. And so he said, you know, I think maybe you, you might be that person. So I didn't, talk, no about, talk about Freshwater Church. Is it a prototypical church like what you would see in America? <laughs> it is not a typical church you'd right. see in America. It's we're gonna, refreshing. We have... We're going to put some uh, pictures on our website so you can see. Um, I always love seeing the pictures that you post of having a church service, and and you guys kind of meet in a very different place. We do. We meet at Hawksnest Beach uh, in St. John, uh, and we rent one of the pavilions from the National Park, and so our backdrop is the Caribbean Sea, and it is uh, definitely a beautiful service. Uh, it is very, it's a very laid back service. We, we've had over, um, 1200 visitors this year alone. Wow. And, uh, and that's one of our big ministries. Um, the church was really instrumental in a lot of disaster relief. Um, and that was before I came. And, um, so as we have come on board, um, I, I, I help teach, I help preach, but, um, it's just a, we are a real existing church and we're a church plant. We're about six years old and uh, we have about 20 members that we've had over 1200 visitors this year. And wow, uh, so it's amazing. a very unique church. Yeah. It's a really unique church. Wow. So um, what do you, and, and you're also teaching at a school. Talk about that. Yes. Uh, I was, uh, invited to do a little chapel service at this little Christian school, um, St. John Christian Academy. And we currently have about 60 students, but the pastor and I were talking and uh, he worked at a little church, well, it's a big church, a, a church um, in Fayetteville, Georgia called New Hope Baptist. Well, yes. I was on staff for a summer. I was a children's intern there. And he said, he's, I've got big, because he's a, you know, Indian, a West Indian. He's a, an Islander. And he said, you got to be kidding me. He said, I, I worked there at New Hope. And so there was a New Hope connection. And Well, and you had attended, how, your family had attended New Hope for how long? Oh, my sister's still on staff. She's right. been there probably over 30 years, 35 years. Yes. I mean, it's, yeah, so she's, um, so I, you know, a family there. Um, and so he started, we started talking about Georgia and New Hope. And so the, right. the pastor of the church that, that's the sponsor of the school, um, he's the principal. And so he started to talk to Rob and I about, you know, being you know, teachers or come on staff. And so I, I'm a sixth grade teacher. I teach, I have four students this year. I had two students last year. And uh, Robin, um, she works with um Third grade, second and third grade, and she also works in the office. Uh, so she's a little bit. She runs everything. She's phenomenal. So, um, so and, that that must have felt somewhat like God saying, "Hey, you're in the right place when you meet this gentleman, and there's a connection immediately to Fayetteville." Uh, we uh, we knew we were in the right place when uh, we were in. We were waiting for the children to arrive, and then. The children start coming in. It's K four through sixth grade, and all of these children start coming in. And we both teared up. Rob and I both looked at each other. We started crying a little bit. There were happy tears because we we knew that God had opened up another door for us to be able to serve children and to serve people here in St. John. 
Yeah. So talk about, you know, uh, Wilson, it seems, and, and I apologize if I call you Wally in college. Um, it was Wally, um, <laughs> or, or other names, but you know, we'll keep, we'll keep this PG. Yeah, we'll, we'll, um, and I'm, you know, they called me some names too, but, um, in fact, he has a very peculiar Indian name that I'm not allowed to uh, share. But uh, oh, actually, yeah, I'm the smiling puppy. There smiling you go. Puppy word. So when he worked <laughs> camp at Winshape, um, they're given an an Indian name, and he was the smiling puppy. Which, if you know him, and if you can probably hear it in his voice, it's a very fitting um, name for sure. But what I'm intrigued about is I, you know, I mentioned you've always had the servant attitude, but I'm curious as what do you think, like what's the most compelling reason for you and Robin to have served in so many different ways over these years? What, what motivates you to do that? Really? We, we just really want to do what God wants us to do. And we want to follow him. And we really have boiled down uh, the secret of life is love God and love people. Okay, and as I love God and and have my relationship with Him, it overflows into others, and we want to communicate that and point others to Jesus through how we serve them, how we care for them, and and how we do things. And through every stage of our life or our adult life, our married life, we have just simply wanted to make a difference. And, and it's not us individually; it's just. We're just doing what God wants us to do, and God has done amazing things through us. Yeah, it sounds like it. And I think it's been uh, a pretty, you know, when we graduated college, I don't know that any of us had a real clear idea of exactly what God had for us. I know I was uh, going to law school. Uh, I know you were really unsure of what was your next step. Um, So it's pretty interesting to see um, this many years later, how God has used you and uh, Robin um, oh, to kind of serve his he'll, kingdom. He'll use anybody. <laughs> if he can use me, he can use anybody. So I am, um, you know, I, I really appreciate having you on the show, Wilson. And I think that uh, you are like, as I said, just the epitome of what a servant leader is. Um, so I, I, we are going to move on to our next section if we could. Um, and I don't know if you probably listened to the show, hopefully, but we are have a part of our show called This One or That One. And I kind of put you into two, I give you two different things and I ask you which one you prefer and um, uh, maybe why. We'll get to know you a little better. Okay. Yeah. So, sure. so first one uh, I'm going to say is hot dogs or hamburgers? Ooh. And you got to tell me why. Okay, golly. Um. Probably hamburgers because there's an awesome joint here that um, I say a joint. It, it imagine a tropical version of Five Guys, and, and you have this restaurant that's here on the island. Wow! Now I'm sure it's a little bit more expensive than mainland. Yeah, it's one of the more affordable places on the island, but um, everything else, yeah, everything else is pretty expensive. Okay, so now let's talk about um, Christmas or Halloween. Oh, Christmas all the way. Okay. Now tell me why, because I know, it, you know, I was reading an article the other day how Halloween is now, um, people are spending billions each year on costumes and decorations. And I think back to when we were a kid, we threw a pumpkin outside. 
my parents dressed us in a sheet and that was it. That was our Halloween. But talk to me about why you love Christmas. Uh, Christmas is it's nostalgia. One of my very favorite memories ever was the, it was my first Christmas of working Chick-fil-A. And I was able to, to buy, um, buy something for my mom and my sister. And I still remember uh, my mom was a lot older. She was born in the 20s. And so she needed some comfortable shoes. So I bought her some naturalizer shoes from the mall, and she cried. And I bought my sister a study Bible that she had wanted. And so we all three just cried like babies that Christmas morning. Um, but this the anticipation and watching children at Christmas and just the, the beauty of Christmas and the message of Christmas that Jesus was willing to come to earth for us, um, I, I love Christmas. Yeah, I do too. All right, um, so let's go with uh, favorite sport, and I'm going to throw out there baseball or football, but you're you're more than able to deviate from um, those two sports if you have a, a different one. Golly, well, I, I love football. I love baseball. I'm a you know, diehard Atlanta Braves fan, Atlanta Falcons fan, uh, Georgia Bulldog fan, um, but I and I didn't think I would get into this, but in 1999, I got into NASCAR. So I like NASCAR, too. That's what I was going to All right. I was going to wonder if you were going to mention NASCAR, because I know that. Oh, yeah. That's something that I've not been able to get into. People swear, <laughs> they swear to me if I ever go to a live event that I will become a fan. But uh, I, I just can't see myself liking NASCAR. So. Oh, it's, it's such a, an amazing event. And I've, I've loved going to NASCAR races. Um, I actually was, I was decked out in all my NASCAR gear and I was in the stand. A guy apologized to me for cussing because he, uh, he said I was a Christian and <laughs> I kind of laughed. So, okay, let's go on. So we're going to say Harry Potter or Star Wars? Star Wars. You yeah. got to go with the force. Well, I think it's just our generation. Uh, Trish and I just went, we took our great nephews, which is hard for me to admit that I'm a great uncle, but, um, and it's a great in age, not in like a uh, status. I don't know that I'm a great uncle, but I am old enough to be one, but we went to galaxy's edge at Disney and we got, to, I got to fly the millennium Falcon. And let me tell you what, I was a fanboy all over again. So I agree oh, with you. Yeah. That would be awesome. Okay, so final question. Uh, we always like to find out about musical taste. So what I say is uh, rock and roll or Broadway? Uh, rock and roll. Even though I'm not a big rock guy, um, you know, I'm, I'm big into Christian music. But, uh, you know, Robin's probably into Broadway, but I'm definitely into rock and roll. Yeah. I know you, you, you like a good story, so I know that um, – Broadway, probably there's probably some that you like, but I definitely remember oh, yeah. you liking country music. A little bit, and it's funny we like country music here because it reminds us of the South. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, I want to thank you very much, uh, Wally, for being uh, Wilson for being on the show. I think you've uh, uh, truly lived a life that is serving others. I know that you're a humble man. You're not going to um, admit to that, but um, I've been really. Uh, uh, amazed at watching your life. And I think it's partly because, um, I chased money and you listened to God. <laughs> um, and I, I'm, I'm kind of joking that a little bit. Um, you know, I definitely felt like I was called the Chick-fil-A, um, 
but uh, I, I've always been amazed at people like you that have sacrificed a lot and sacrifice a lot of your own personal um, things in order to follow the call of God. So I, I really want to thank you for being on the show, Wilson. Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. All right. Well, Wilson, we want to thank you so much for being on the show. I, I can tell you I've always been amazed at people like you that you know have sacrificed a lot, uh, a lot in your own personal um, in order to follow the call of God. I think that's something to be very uh, proud of. And, and young. He did it, what, 21 years ago I, or more. Yeah, he was 22 maybe when he heard the call. So. Wow. And, and, and again, I emphasize again how many lives have, have been, been impacted. impacted and changed from. from oh, and how many lives will still be impacted because yeah. it's not done yet. Wilson's got a quite a long life ahead of him. That is fantastic. Well, thank you for bringing him to the show. Of course. I appreciate that. And uh, we want to thank everyone for joining us here on A Server's Journey. As always, we ask you to leave um, comments, give us reviews, tell us what you want to hear on the show. Uh, we listen very intently to what you have to say. And again, uh, I'd suggest if you need help with your website, you can do what we did, contact ACS Creative. They don't play games with your money. And check out the story of Paper for Water and donate and help them change lives with water. Amen. So, Rocky, until next time, I know we've got a great show coming up uh, uh, next week. Oh, this you said this show next week is going to be my favorite of all it's time. It's going to be your favorite of all time. So wait for it. Until then, I am your ever faithful companion, Larry. And I am Rocky DeStefano. As always, I want to thank everybody for coming along on this journey. Uh, we believe that everybody leads and we want to help you be somebody worth following. <laughs>